sponsor of Sons and Suffers podcast is Organic Climbing. Go to their website, use Sons and Suffers to get a discount on chalk bags, chalk buckets, everything they have on their website. And I will tell you right now, one of the reasons why I love organic is tried and true. Let me tell you, when I am falling from the heavens above on my highball boulder, I trust nothing with my ankles but an organic crash pad. Y'all know I love these things. I ain't going to trust these things on nobody else. All right, I'm out of here before I go crazy. But holla at your boys because they help this podcast. And yeah, we just trying to make sure it goes around, comes around. All right. Friends and enemies, lovers and haters, welcome to Sends and Suffers podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley. If you haven't already, please follow, like, and subscribe to Sends and Suffers podcast. Every bit counts and we would love to hear from you. So take a moment to leave a comment. These go a long way and help others know what they're getting into and how good this show is. If this is one of your favorite podcasts, consider becoming a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you are investing in Sends and Suffers podcast and it's like buying your boy a taco, hanging out and getting to know the good good that is coming your way. Monthly recaps, early show releases, and all the other cool things that we do. Thank you so much for listening to Sends and Suffers podcasts. Today's guest is an oddity if you want to go in the climbing world or outdoor adventure world, but he is no stranger to the world of extreme sports and adventure. Frankie Morales is the guest today. Frankie Morales is a pro skater. He's been around for quite a while. Him and I met at the Red Bull Sliding Tour with Zeb Powell, and we have bonded and created a friendship, and this conversation is just the beginning of that. I hope that you guys enjoy this. Please check out Frankie's social media. Just type in Frankie OK. You'll find him, or Frankie Morales. He's pretty easy to find. I'm super excited to share this conversation with you, and I hope you enjoy something a little different, but a whole lot. Just like classic sends and suffers. All right, I'm rambling again. Enjoy the show. All right, Frankie, how are you today? I'm good. Long weekend, but I'm here. We're I, here. I know, man. How long have we been here? Like five days, six it, days? It seems like a little longer for some reason. It seems like it's been like a week and a half. Yeah, I think it's the snow in the coat. Yeah, I, I'll bet. I'll admit. It's definitely the snow. And the fact we're having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will admit that's funny. Sometimes when you're having fun, it blows by. And then sometimes you, when you're not, it seems like it's long. I think it's because it's been deep. Like the right. first, the, this week started off heavy, mm. like real heavy. Yeah. And it was a good heavy, but I think that first two days was like, it was delightfully long. Oh yeah. It was very delightful. I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous, but, uh, it was definitely uh, inspiring, to say the least, to hear everyone's story and 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 perspectives yeah. on everything. Yeah, most of my listeners, I would say, like outdoorsies, like you know, hiking, skateboarding, climbing, whatnot, and uh, 
at X Games Extreme Sports, which, you know, now that I think about it, um, I don't think outdoor sports would be where they are if it wasn't for the X Games and Extreme Sports. But who are you? Where are you from? And how is you, what is your connection to Mosaic and all this stuff? Like, how did you end up here? Because, I mean, there's, there was quite a, fit, a few skateboarders, but on the rails, though, like, it was a lot more, like, outdoorsy, like, snowboardy stuff, which I guess skateboarding and snowboard go together. I'm a rollerblader. Oh, inline, rollerblade. Yeah, yep. I could call inline, but yeah. Yeah. Um, um, my name is Frankie Morales. I'm from Miami, Florida. Um, I'm here. I, I came here because of Jason Hines. Me and him have a crazy backstory. He's an incredible guy. Beautiful black man. Amen. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, he told me about the opportunity. Um, he said, hey, Frank, we would really like to have you over here and tell your story and talk about how pretty much you went from nothing to where you're at right now. And um, yeah, I'm blessed, bro. I've been having a great time. Can you fill people in a little bit about your uh, your skate career? Um, <laughs> it seems like a, a blur. Now I'm so freaking Yeah, old. Just, just for a little bit more context, because uh, like, like I said, like I, they, they don't know, and I think... You know, the last time climbing, I mean, climbing is what it was like 25 years ago when it was in the X Games. So if people, people who've been following the X Games from then know, the rest of us are like, I don't even know what this is. I mean, I watched you. I'm not gonna lie. I Googled you shit and I was like, this is crazy. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, This is crazy. I mean, you scared the shit out of me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've been skating for a long time. I'm 37 years old right now. And then uh, I started when I was probably like. I want to say 12 years old. Oh, okay. I turned pro when I was 16 years old. Um, I I went to my first X Games, I think it was 2003, I believe, or 2004, one of them. I got third place. And uh, yeah, I've been skating for a long, long time. For those who know me, know how long I've been skating and how much passion I have for the sport and what I've done for the sport. For those who don't know, Google me, Frank and Morales, you'll see some shit. Yeah, that. Okay. And then uh, you and I, our biggest connection is Jason. Yeah. You know, I know Jason changed your life a little bit. I want to give him, I just want to give him some shout outs and some cred. And I oh, like yeah. Jason was probably for me he walked into the climbing gym one day cause he, they were about to sign uh, Claire Burkfine to, as a climber to Red mm. Bull. Okay. And he was just like, yo, you have a brother in this sport? And I was mm. like, I'm, I'm like one of the few in Dallas, yeah. but it was interesting because that was how the climb, the conversation started. But then the conversation went in a way where it was the first time in my life in a climbing gym that I had a conversation with someone who was from a different walk of life, mm. but who wore, I could say we have worn the same shoes. I feel that. And so it was wild because I mean, you know, everybody's lovely. Everybody's beautiful, but right. you know, you, not everybody has like experiences and for Jason. And then from that, he's always, he's kind of turned into like a mentor, someone I like confidant, someone I lean on, someone's a trusted advisor you know, he is one of the first people I call for about an idea or bouncing things off of them. And yeah, it's, he's just been a phenomenon. And I think anyone in his sphere kind of just gets absorbed by, 
I don't know how to say it, but it's like his energy. Jason is like a fucking son. Bro, Jason is selfless, bro. He he's an incredible dude, bro. I can't I can't go on enough. And first off, thanking him and giving him his flowers and and just like, bro, if like I, I know I said this a thousand times. Nobody probably knows this. You do, but if it wasn't for Jason, there wouldn't be no Frankie Morales. Just straight up. Like that's yeah. just what it is, you know? And yeah. um and he he taught me a lot. His his parents looked out for me when I, you know, my parents were going through their stuff. My dad was always in jail. My mom early in the early ages, she was uh more into drugs and stuff like that. I grew up very poor. You know, mm-hmm. very poor. Um, you know, from the hood and and just watching somebody just just take their time and and now that I'm older and and can step back and look at it and be like, wow, like this guy, bro, Jesus. Do you think that his his relationship with you has affected you on how you're a father today? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, I love my dad, rest in peace. Um, but he wasn't there. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't there. He was a little selfish. You know, he was all more into himself. He went to jail, sold drugs, then he died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, 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 so imagine if I had that as a role model, then that'll probably be something I would do later yeah. on in life. Yeah. Just because yeah. that's just what I was taught. Taught. And uh, with Jason, you know, he he taught me a lot, bro. He taught me that even though you're not blood, you can be kinful. Even though you know, you have your own problems is still, you still can open up and help somebody out without, yeah. without, you know, he never wanted anything in return <laughs> ever, which is now that I'm older, I'm like, what the, how is this guy so nice? Like, I can't, I don't know, bro. He, he helped me out. He helped my brother out. He helped my cousins. I can name a million people that Jason literally fathered. <laughs> he has no kids, but he has like 30 kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm like, yo, Jay, you're going to have kids. He's like, I already have a lot of kids. Uh, you know? yeah. And he's still, yeah. he's still taking care of us, man. Even to this day, I'm here right now. Um, and then, you know, it's a full circle. He told me last time, he's like, yo, without you, I wouldn't be here. You know? So yeah. that touched me. And um, it, it kind of gave me like, damn, you know, like I had a purpose regardless of my skating career Cause that means a lot, obviously, but yeah, like, yeah. but, but this is more deep, you know, it's more personal. It's like, well, I helped you. How? <laughs> yeah. Know? No, I mean, I think the, bit, I mean, it's kind of biblical in a way, whatever your, whatever your beliefs are in that, but like to give is the gain. Yeah. And if like, and that's a, it's a firm thing that I believe in is why I coach too. It's like the more I give as a coach, the more I one learn who I am and what I want to do with my life mm. Two my actual bandwidth and capacity of what I have to give to this world and what I have to give to myself. And three, most importantly, I learned who I really am. Yeah. Because like once you start giving away yourself and if you give away some of yourself that you don't really like and it's not the best thing and you see that reflect in other people, which I've seen it happen, you know, you, you, you tune up real quick. Yeah. You tune up real quick or you just turn out to be a rotten dude or lady or whoever, however you identify. Like you just, that, that you just turn out to be sour yeah, and, yeah. and that shit catches up to you quickly. And yeah. so I think, you know, I think I, I definitely, I hear you with that with Jason. So much love to you, Jason. Like, much love, Jay. Always. Uh, oh yeah. Shout out to his beautiful wife too. She's, she's amazing. Andrea. Yeah, Andrea's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, she dropped so much knowledge on me this weekend. Oh, yeah. Those two together are a power couple. Yes. Like, like yeah. move, like literally we'll pick up and move mountains. Yeah. 
or help you obtain mountains in my case. Yeah, so, yeah. but man, yeah, I was blessed. This is actually my first time meeting her this time. Oh yeah. Same, same. Oh here. really? Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm always like the, the guy they talk about, you know, she's like, oh, I got to meet Frank. You're like, I got to meet Andrea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did say that. Yeah. Actually. It was dope. It was dope. Oh man. So, um, your career has taken you all over the world. Oh yeah. And is there a particular moment that was like your highest moment out of all of them that kind of really kind of defined you or kind of like, like not defined is a wrong word, actually like a paradigm shift. Like it was the moment there was like, it, I know when everybody's like for me climbing, the moment I sent a route called Texas Hold'em, which is not really that hard of a route, but I had to, it was not my style mm -hmm. of climbing. And it had movements that I was weak in. But the moment I finally did that route in Vegas, it was an utter, absolute paradigm shift. That's when I was like, I don't just like rock climbing. I just, I'm just not going to do this rock climbing thing. Like, this is what I want to do. And I kind of, pardon me, I like, I, I always knew I wanted to do climbing, but you have a moment. And for me, that moment was big because I personally, in the moment, like looking back at this net route now, I say it wasn't hard, but in the moment I was just like, there's no way I can do this. Mm -hmm. Like my partner's cruising it. I'm too short. I'm not strong enough. I don't know how to do anything. But then when I finally did link it all together, I was like, it was a big shift. So was there a competition, a moment or anything that was just like, okay, this is a shift. Like I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Mm. Or I mean, for me, like uh, when, when like I said, I started skating when I was 12, <clears throat> excuse me. And when, when skate, when I first got introduced to skating, um, the skates were very limited. Like, and when I say, what I mean by that is that they weren't evolved yet for the stuff that we were about to do. Mm. So there was like barely any grinding, barely anything, anything. There was this guy, Chris Edwards, shout out to Chris Edwards, the godfather of rollerblading. Um, and pioneer, he did like, I remember watching a video, I think it was called dare to air or something like that. Oh, I've heard of this back in the days, back in the days. Oh, right? I've heard of dare to air. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember this dude, right. I was a little nothing and I'm just in the skate shop, Jason skate shop. And he's showing me this video of this guy. He's front flipping over a car and I'm like, wow, what the hell? And then he grinded down this rail. And it was like one of the, I think he was the first dude to ever grind down a rail on rollerblades. And he didn't have the wheels for it. The wheels were hella big. So they weren't made for that. So he just kind of went fast and just risked it all, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> so you could just bite it. And uh, he did that. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. And I remember that moment right there. I kind of like, I was like, what, what is this? You know, cause I was just holding up the cars stealing stuff. <laughs> I was in South beach. I was, uh, yeah, my, my life was crazy. I was just holding up the car, stealing tips, doing all the stuff bad kids do. Yeah. And, um, and I, it, it's funny back to Jason. That's how we, we met actually me and my friends went to the skate shop and we, we, well, my friend Danny, he stole the pair of wrist guards. And I remember Jay was already treating us really nice. I felt really bad. This is the first time I ever snitched on anybody. <laughs> and I was just like, I gotta get those shit back, bro. And then, and he's like, no, I'm keeping these. And then we were all, I'm like, no, you're not keeping these. I'm like, yo, Jay, this guy, this guy took some gloves, you know? And then he was like, he set us all down outside, right? Including myself. I'm like, oh, sure, I just snitched on myself. And then he put us down. He's like, everybody's gonna go to jail. You know, he just had that rude awakening, like scare. And he asked us, he's like, what? 
well, actually me and my brother stayed after everything. He's like, you know what? You guys can leave me and my brother stayed. And he asked me, he goes, why were you guys stealing? Like, what, what was the purpose? And I was like, to be honest with you, we're poor as fuck. <laughs> and we wanted it. And, and we don't know anything. We don't know how else to get it. Like just straight up. And he's like, well, you could just ask, you know? And if you just kind of talk to people, things will go a little different. And he's like, I think he said, you know, stealing or doing harm to anybody is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And, um, and I remember, I remember that day and, and that was like a, a very critical moment for me because my mind set changed in that moment. Cause I remember thinking, I'm like, there's other ways. I was very blind and ignorant to, to my beliefs and the way I grew up. I'm like, mm. okay, this is, this is, I could, I could do this like this. There's people that are willing to help, you know, what, mind you, when your parents and your family don't help you out and they're not there, yeah. it's a little harder for, for you to trust anyone. That makes you sense. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and you kind of see the world black and white, but back to, um, back to the moment. I remember when I was like, Oh, this is for me. It's when I was skating. I think I was skating a competition. It was like a skate skate park, no skate shop competition. And, uh, one, one of the guys, mind you, this was like a white dominated sport when, yeah. when it started. I mean, like a lot of sports, and and when I remember this kid that was really good, Aaron Feinberg came up to me and he was like, "Bro, you're really, really good." And I never, besides Jay and and my my little circle, I never heard that from anyone. He's like, "No, you're like you're really good." And I'm like, "Really?" I'm like, "I'm just a little guy from South Beach. What are you talking about?" And uh, they invited me to this uh, ASA competition, and I went over there. And it was like, um, I think it was uh, to, to qualify for pro. And I didn't make it that year. I didn't make it. I got 10th place. I got 11th place. Top 10 make it pro. Oh, I got you one spot off. I was one spot off. How did that make you feel? Not good enough. Not good enough. And like, I remember that was my first time traveling to Vegas. Traveling every, anywhere. Just left Miami. And uh, we have time? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I get <clears throat> I thought I'd turn this thing off, but it did not. Um, But yeah, I remember going to Vegas and getting 11th place. And I was like, ah, oh, damn, well, there goes my opportunity. And then you have to wait a whole year for the whole association and the whole contest to, to, to qualify all over again and make it to the finals. So I did all that. And then I remember going to Fort Myers. They had the, 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 the finals in Fort Myers was great because it's Florida. And I, this was like one of the best moments of my life. Cause I remember qualifying and first and then ended up getting first. But the beauty, like the, the best part was, is that, and not to, to be like, Oh, I literally beat the pros, even though I didn't compete with the pros. Like my line was so freaking good. And I was so hungry. I'm like, this is not happening to me again. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make a pro this year. Fuck that. And I remember like, just, just not falling and just really hungry. And I remember the feeling and the, and the people and like, and, and then actually feeling like a career. Right. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, Oh, this is serious. And then getting my first paycheck and, 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 and then my, my professional skate. And then, you know, later on in life after I got crazy opportunities, like crazy from rolling, like I got, um, just recent, I did a movie with James Cameron and, uh, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez. 
Nice. And uh, I was supposed to be there for a couple of days. Shout out to Gary Warren, by the way. I was supposed to be there for two days in Texas. And I remember Garrett, he's a stunt guy. He's like, hey, Robert Rodriguez is about to pull up. So I'm, you got, it was like 10 of us. Like, you guys got to make sure you do your stuff. When he pulls up, do your, like, turn it up. So I don't know how Robert looks at this, this point. I remember this guy coming in with a hat, like a cowboy hat. And I'm like, oh, that must be the guy. And there's people behind him and shit. So I was like, okay, it's time. So I'm here spinning here, flipping there. Not like literally I could not breathe. Like I couldn't breathe. I was like, <laughs> it was on. Yeah, I was like, I got I got I got this. I got this my opportunity. And um, I remember him, him calling me. He's like, hey, come here. And he's like, where you from? And I'm like, oh, my dad's black. My mom's Cuban. And then he looks around and then he looks at his partner and he goes, sag him. And I'm like, oh, shit, I just got kicked out. Like, what the hell? Sag him. Um, and for those who don't know, SAG is like an association that uh, the actors get after a serious, like you have to put in hours to get SAG. And then after you get SAG, you have to pay like $4,000 to become a part of the association. I automatically got SAG that day like that. So, so now my two day experience turned right. My yeah, yeah, that part. And then, uh, yeah, so then I ended up being there for six months. Uh, I got a little role. I got one line, which is amazing. Dude, that's that that's more than a lot. Yeah, that's more than a lot. I was I was on cloud nine, man. Dude, it's, that's dope. Yeah, and that, you know, those are opportunities that roll they, and that's that's one of many stories. Um, but this is one that really stands out and it was really uh it just happened too. So uh and yeah, and then now they're talking about part two and I'm I'm hoping, I'm pretty sure that they'll, they'll call your boy back. And, yeah. and I survived the movie. If you look at the movie, Alita Battle Angel, I'm one of the the, the kids, uh the one of the main actors' friends that steal robot body parts, right? Oh. <clears throat> so you see me stealing body parts, and when the, one of the actors gets killed, I run away. So and they they literally zoom in on my this one scene of me just running away. So I'm like, oh, these guys are clever. That's a part two thing. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. coming back. I'm alive, dude, baby. You're gonna kill the black dude, guy, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I'm happy you kept it true how all black people are in a horror movie. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm out. Like, I'm out. I'm, I'm out. out. I'm not what here happened? to be curious. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> It's like I that the, meme. I the dash. It's like that meme on the internet during that goes out every year. Halloween, black person walks into the house. Is like, get out. And he's like, don't even say nothing. It's like, all right, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. But, but yeah, it's been a, an incredible journey, and, and and you know, I'm I'm blessed, man. Oh, and um, yeah, I met my beautiful wife, Stephanie. Yes, she's been uh, she's been supporting me since you know we've been married for seven years now. We got, Congrats! Thank you. We got three beautiful kids. A four-year-old, eight-year-old, and twelve-year-old. Oh, dude, that's fine. Yeah, all four years apart, so we got a little four-year break. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a blessing. I got a, I got a dope team around me. I got a dope community. I, like, I love our community in rollerblading. Um, um, and for those who don't know, rollerblading was one of the first sports that started the X Games. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was skateboarding and mountain biking. No way. No, it was rollerblading, bro. Really? Yeah, the first in, the first sport ever to be in the X Games was rollerblading. We started that. Huh. Yeah. Man, look it up. Man. I yeah. will. No, yeah, no, no. We'll you, put that in the show notes. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to see. You're going to be like, oh, damn. And actually, rollerblading was the the hot. The, rollerblading was at its peak, I think, or like uh, late 90s, around there. And it was the, the sport that dropped the fastest in the world. Like, they just plummeted. It was like high up and out of nowhere, just... 
Well, just, why do you think that is? There was a lot of animosity and like a lot of hate between rollerblading and skateboarding back in the days. Um, and, and, and it, it was a lot different back then. Bullying was acceptable. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they'll call people like, you know, Hey, right now, just to be clear, I love everybody. Bet. Skateboarding, bikers, whatever. I got one of my best friends, Boo Johnson, shout out to Boo Johnson, skateboarder. So when I say this, this is history, not nothing like where- This is not present time. No, nah, and I'm not talking shit about anything. I'm just, I'm just educating people. And like, yeah, back then it was, it was different, you know? We'll call each other names and, and whatnot. And, um, I, and I guess for skateboarding back then, we were a threat, you know? No, we were, I mean, I, I can see that. I mean, anyone, if, if you're not united, you're fighting. Right, right. Yeah, and then, you know, we-, we we didn't realize back in the days, you know, we, we said, we saw all these little kids and we're like, well, we want these little kids in our sport and they want it in their sport. So long story short, I remember, uh, Arlo Eisenberg, he was a big part of the, the ASA X games, uh, former pro rollerblader. And he told the story about how he was in the board meeting with the X game people and they were talking. He's like, Hey, y'all, how are we going to film skateboarding? He's like, well, calm down when I say this. What do you guys think about putting a rollerblader filming you guys? Because it's smoother. And they, and they were like, uh, you know, they were like against it. No, we don't want a rollerblader on the course while filming us. And in fact, and, and that, that day in that board, they told them, you know, this is probably going to be the last year rollerblading is going to be in the sport. And that was the last X Games that I was in, which was 2003 oh. or four. One of them. I can't remember which one, but it was in, I know it was in uh, Philly. And I, and I remember I was like, oh man, like what happened? And then the sport just dropped, just dropped. Like there was no money in it. There was nothing. So anybody that was doing it really loved it. Anybody that was rollerblading at that time, like when, like I had a check, I had a bag, you know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it shit went away. I was at that trailer parks. <laughs> I went from living good to in the hood, back to the hood quick. And I was young. I never saved my money. I didn't, I didn't do none of that. I didn't know anything. I didn't, I didn't do my taxes. I didn't do shit, you know? So, yeah, yeah. so I, I was just back to zero, but I still wanted to roll baby regardless. Um, That's love. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and, and it's my only escape bro, from, from anything. Anytime I'm like sad or like, or just not feeling good enough or whatever the reason may be. Like I rolled and everything's gone, mm. which is a, is a great escape. I know that. Yeah, man. It just feels good. And, and to inspire other people and then, Hopefully one day somebody could hear this or, or say something or, or, or see my, my, my stuff and be like, yeah, I want to be like this guy or, or this guy helped me out in, in mm -hmm. so many ways possible, which I heard, so I heard, um, especially from the more urban culture, they'll always come up to me like, damn, man, you don't know. People from New York are funny. They'll come up to me like, yo, friend, yo, son, yo. Like if they know me, you know, never met them in my life. Like, yo, come here, give me a hug. And then I start talking and, and it's cool because it's like, it's authentic and, um, and, and it just feels amazing. I think, I mean, I think extreme sports and adventure sports are that way because you share something unique, especially, especially when you're out there kind of doing it on your own. Climbing's a little different because you have partners, you have people with you, especially on rope. But at the end of the day, like, like there's just something unique about a non-team sport or a non, like, you know, not football, not soccer. Mm. I mean, I'm track and field's my first love. So all yeah. the way, love it, love it. But there's something about the camaraderie in a sport when you put yourself on the line where you know you can get messed up. 
you know you can get hurt, but at the same time, it requires a certain level of skill, artistic, you know, and just straight up gumption mm. to like go through it. I feel like there's this kinship because the same thing happens with climbing. Cause like we talk about climbing, we go up to these routes and we climb these big things and people are like, yo man, you climb that route. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, man, what did you think of like by bolt five and that one thing that you had to do, like how in the world? And you're like, man, I was, I was just, I was just in it. And then you get into this thing and you, you're having this conversation at this visceral level mm. about a particular moment in life that only a handful of people share. And I think, you know, in your sport, like skating, like, I, I think it's the same thing. I think when you're like doing, you know, grinding down a rail, doing anything like that, like there's a moment, like I, like it takes snowboarding where we were doing this weekend. Like, man, when I first started cutting again, I was like, okay, okay, I get it. And then, um, oh, who was it? Um, uh, Doc. Doc, um, oh, doctor, yeah, that, um, it's oh, escaping me. It's escaping me. Oh right my now. god! You got, now you just made me forget. Uh, I'm gonna call him the doctor right now. I know, I know, hard R doc. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that was the intro. <laughs> that, that, was, that was funny. Nuts. That was funny. Uh, but no, like he was like, yeah, man, I got it, and I started cutting, and I was like, uh, I was like, how did that feel when it came <clears> up on the edge? And he was, and then we, you start talking about these little things and these little details and these little little nuances, and I'm not saying they're not in other sports. Yeah, yeah. But when you have to. Like I saw the look on his face when he was, I was like, did you accidentally cut too much? And he looked at me like he had that look like I almost did. Right, right. Yeah. And I think when you have moments like that, and especially if you have someone you look up to who's doing these things, you feel this immediate kinship with yeah. them because you're like, man, I got close to what Frankie could do. I got mm. so close to that. But yeah, man, I think that's the thing about a sport. So it doesn't surprise me that people just walk up to you and like, you know, you, they're like, man, I've known you my whole life or they're treating you like that way. Because when you do sports or you do things of that caliber, like it's just, uh, I think like when you do something extreme and you have someone you look up to, you feel extremely connected to them. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's like a big deal. So was the down, was the, was the down of the sport? Was that the moment? Would you say that was like, the low, low, low moment that shifted you from just athlete to like entrepreneur or something like that. Because like the, the name of this podcast is called Sends and Suffers. So yeah. the idea is to really discover like, you know, the moments that have made you are who the man you are today. And so my guess would be that was, was that the moment or is there another? That, that was a part of the moment that that was building up to what was to come. Um, <clears throat> because I, uh, even after that, you know, no, as a pro skater, you always, you're looking for brands that are already established and they have their own thing going, especially when you don't have the income and they already have these big factories in Italy or wherever they're at to make these molds of skates, which are super expensive. <clears throat> I remember reaching out to a different uh, brand. I was skating for Rollerblade back then and I reached out to Rems, called Remedy. Some more like underground thing, but they had like this guy, Chris Haffey, and he was one of the best street skaters in the world. And I remember I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to, I'm going to holler at this guy, Kato. He's from France. So I hit him up and uh, I remember the conversation because I was a liability. I was a lie. I like, for real, I, I, I not, I see myself like, Jesus, how the fuck did I hold a sponsor for so long? Cause I, I didn't show up to competitions. They'll pay for tickets and I would not show up. 
I was just like, oh, I don't want to go. I'll just stay in Miami. <laughs> and I, I didn't go. I didn't think it was important, which now it isn't. But back then it was. Uh-huh. Back then it was very important, especially when there was a big prize and a whole bunch of eyes and it was televised. Yeah, right? that makes sense. And um, so I, I, I was definitely alive, but I remember him having a talk with me. He's like, yo, Frankie, I love you. Like, I looked up to you all my life. Like, your skating's amazing, but I have heard stories, you know? I, you know, they might, you know, people told me you don't like doing this, you don't like doing that. And then I'm like, well, and I kind of explained to him like, yo, man, like I'm here and I'm there. And then he's like, look, all right, how about you just, I'll give you free skates and I'll give you $400 a month. <laughs> I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. I was like, <clears throat> $400 a month. I'm like, what do do with that? And then he was like, well, it's just, just like a little like tryout type thing. I'm like, you know what? My hands are tied. I, I don't have shit right now. So fuck it. Why not? Did that. And I remember I felt so like, I want to say tried kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, damn, this is where I'm at. I'm a $400 guy a month now. And I was still at my peak. Like, oh yeah, I was on my peak. And I actually, I was even now, like, but back then I was still growing. I, I'm not, I wasn't Frankie Morales still like, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember I'm like, fuck this shit. So I, I, I called my friend from California. I'm like, yo, you have a spot at your crib. And he's like, yeah, I got an extra room. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going over there. It's before I had kids and that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm out of here, bro. I'm out of Miami and I'm a fucking really skate. Like, like fuck everybody. And I, and I remember skating so much, like just every day showing up to everything, doing that. That's when the internet started popping. And I was like, I'm doing everything, everything I can to put my, my shit out there. And I remember getting my pro skate and they sold out automatically and my pay raise, it got to 2000 from 400 to 2000 and a month. And then I'm traveling. That's when I was traveling to Europe a lot, like a lot, a lot. And then that was really good for like five years, I think. And that went out of that company went out of business because of personal problems. The, the, the guy had and, um, uh, and then here I am again. Now I'm getting zero money again. This time I saved a little bit of money. So now I'm a little more prepared. And I reached out to another company called USD. And they, they really loved me. Same type thing. They wanted to do a little like trial run. They always do that. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And I did that. And then this time, like when I tell you, I'll go places and they'll be like, like they'll, let's say I'm in a competition. The announcer will be like, yeah, there's Frankie Morales. He just dropped two edits somehow right now because they knew how active I was. It was like a freaking joke. Like they were like, yo, this guy is just dropping. I flooded the freaking, I'm talking about, you cannot turn on your social media without seeing my edits. It was fucked up. And, I, and I'm not talking about little tricks. I'm talking about dirty tricks of crazy street skating, 900s on big steps, jumping off the biggest shit. And, <laughs> and I remember I'm like, yo, I got this shit. Like this is me. And, um, I was talking to the, the, one of the owners from USD and I had, I was like, yo, I, I want to do something cool, bro. Like these skates look like, all right, but I, I want to like, I want to, I want to be different. Like, how can we do this? And I always been like a, a Jordan head. Mm-hmm. So I told him like, how do, how do we make some skates look like Jordans? And he was like, what is that? You know, he's from Europe, right? Yeah. He's like, what he, is that? He had no idea what Jordans were. No, absolutely not. no, no. He's Whoa. just an older dude. You know, they're so out of touch with the, the culture. Well, I, yeah, I guess it, Jordans are American phenomenon. Yeah. It makes sense. So, and, and then, you know, he was like, he, he was like, send me the shoe. 
<laughs> so I had a, an 11, which is a hard shoe to get, uh, the Jordan 11 original. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to send the shoe, bro. But like, like, this is the only pair I have. And like, I, <laughs> I didn't want to send it to them because I knew they were going to cut it up. And so they did. I, I gave them one pair. I still have the other pair still. I gave them one pair and they did it. They did it. And it was like an amazing skate. This is by another brand. And now, like, it was a culture shock. Everybody was like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm sure that was just like a bomb yeah. going on. No, it was crazy. So furthermore, I, 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 now I'm in the internet. I'm posting these skates. Jordan skates, Jordan skates, Jordan skates, Jordan skates. I get a call from one of my friends, uh, Jesse J. And he's like, uh, he's like, yo, Frank, you're not going to believe this. He's an uh, engineer for music. He's like, oh, Tiger wants a pair of your skates. The rapper. And I'm like, Tiger, man, stop playing, bro. He's like, no, no, he's right here. So he puts me on the horn with Tiger. I'm like, he's like, yeah, what up? You know? And I'm like, this ain't Tiger, bro. He's like, bro, it's me. So they FaceTime me. And I'm like, oh, oh shit. shit. Right? <laughs> so they, <laughs> so he's like, oh, I want a pair of skates. I'm like, bro, say less. So I call. I'm like, oh, Tiger wants a pair of my skates. I'm emailing, right? I don't, I don't have the skates. <laughs> there. Yeah. And uh, he sends me, oh, he sends them directly. I give him the address, send them to Tiger. So not Tiger has the skates. I was like, yo, just please post them on your Facebook. So it's Facebook. I post them on your Facebook. And he was like, no problem. Excuse me. And I remember this was when it, it, it fucking was amazing. A, two weeks, I want to say later, I get another call. Ring, ring. Jess is on the phone. He's like, you're not, he's, he's from England. So he has a little accent. He's like, you're not going to believe this, mate. And I'm like, what? He's like, Kylie Jenner wants a pair of skates. And then I'm like, what? And I'm like, this is going to blow your mind. And this is where I'm like, who's Kylie Jenner? <laughs> and uh, he's like, Kylie Jenner. I'm like, you, you know, Kim Kardashian? I'm like, I don't Kim Kardashian. He's like, yeah, sister, you know? And I'm like, so I look her up and I see she's like 54 million followers, some crazy shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, mate, she wants to invite you to her birthday. I'm like, wait. So now I'm just like, oh my God, what, what's happening? So I, I, I'm like, all right. So I, I grabbed skates and this time I had an extra pair. Actually, they were my wife's skates. They were my wife's skates. I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. You haven't even put these on, but I have to give these away. I, I'm going to order you another pair. She's like, mm, she's kind of hot. And then I'm like, no, they're for Kylie. She's like, oh shit, go. <laughs> like, go. Now, now, yes. Oh, now, she now. knew what was up. She's like, if you don't leave this house with them skates, I yes. swear to God. Yeah, she's like, go. And, uh, and I, I remember she wanted to go, but she had to work. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I went over there and I, I, I go to this bowling alley that they rented out in California. And I step in there with the skates and shit. I have my skates. I brought a different pair that just came out. So they were different just so they can see it. And uh, I remember setting up the wheels. I put these big giant wheels for her. They light up and shit. And I gave her the skates and she knew how to roll blade. Like she, this girl knows how to freaking blade. Oh, she does. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my God. She was running around in circles. Wow. 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 Like in the ring. And I'm like, yo, this girl knows how to skate. Goddamn. So whatever. So now I'm like kind of starstruck. I'm kind of just chilling out on like the little bench. And I sit next to her and I'm like, Hey Kylie, you like the skates? And she was like, Oh, I love him. And I'm like, do you mind if I, we take a picture? And she's like, of course, come here. We took a picture. Boom. I'm like, yes. And then uh, she, I was like, can I take a picture with you on the, on the skates? And she's like, oh, I already posted it on my gram. I'm like, what? 
And then as soon as I said, my phone is off the hook. My phone is like, ping, 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 follow, 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 follow. I'm like, holy shit. And everybody's calling me like, guys, your skates. Bro, she posted, I'll show you a picture. She posted the skates. Not only was she laying on the floor, type sexy with my skates, her sister, Kendall, was on top of her. <laughs> so, yeah, I was just oh, like. Dude, that was too much. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. So then at this point, uh, my skates sell out. I was about to say, no one can get them anymore. No, I'm, they're, they're gone. They're they gone. couldn't keep up. They called it the Kylie Jenner effect. It was gone. Oh, that, that's a thing. I mean, the, the Jenner effect is a thing. It's, it was it was mind-blowing. So so I get a call. I get an email. You know, I don't like emails. I get an email from Nike. And they hit me up with the, the cyst and deceased. What, what do you call How do you say uh, it? Cyst and deceased. Yes. And they were like, hey, man, like, you know, you got you can't do this. You can't call them the Jordans anymore? No, I never called them the Jordans. I called them the Frank and Marauders Pro Skates. They look like Jordans, but they, I'm, they're identical. Like, mm. they're identical. And, and um, besides the fact that they have wheels and frames and, and a buckle and a cuff. That, but, didn't, that didn't pass the 40% law? Oh, it did. It did. So oh, they, okay. were to, they, they, they were trying to scare me. They were trying to scare me. I was about to say, nah, nah. playboy, you don't get to do this one. Nah, nah. So, so, so I was like, well, let's play ball then. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, if I get Kylie on my brand, would you guys put a Nike check on my skate? It wasn't my brand. It was, but, but, but I, you're, you're playing ball. I'm playing I ball, you. right? So I, 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 I said that and they're like, absolutely. So my heart's like, and I told uh, Kylie, I was like, yo, can I get $20 a skate? Like if you sell it, which is not much, but I, 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 I looked at the bigger picture. I'm like, this girl's going to sell thousands of skates. Yeah. Like $20. A skate. Yeah. I'm going to make buku bread. So I'm like, okay, at, at this point, skaters were only getting $2 a skate for pro skates. Are you are you kidding me? Yes. How much does a pair of skate cost? Like almost $400. How much is the overall build like, like cost to make them? Maybe a hundred bucks, hundred and something dollars. You get less than, you can less. Than, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. You get, get like 3%. 2%. Yeah. yeah. To get the mold is a lot. Like yeah, I, I get that initial cost building the factory, yeah. like the whole pencil factory concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Right. But still it, it's been paid for. Yes. And, and, and right. so, so, so now I make, X amount of money, which is a lot of money for me back then because I sold a lot. And I remember getting an email from the company. Oh, sorry, before I get ahead of myself. The Nike thing with Kylie. So I hit up Kylie, she's down. Mm -hmm. And I'm, now I'm hitting up the, the other company, like the, the, the guy, you know, I'm like, yo, Kylie, blah, blah, blah. And he's taking a while. He took a month, two months. Finally, yeah, I'm like, where are so I hit Kylie up. This is two months. The, the, the spark already left. And I hit her up and she's like, hey man, I'm 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 I got an endorsement deal by Adidas. I can't do it no more. And I'm like, fuck. So I hit up the the, the guy and I'm like, yo, fell through, bro. It's not happening. So at this point, I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? Like, okay, I, I took skating to a little different level. I'm now the the skater with the most uh followers. I'm like, what, how, what, what do I do? So, uh, I can't remember exactly. He said, he said, yo, Frankie, skating is, is not doing too great right now. We're going to have to, we're going to have to cut your paycheck. And, um, and then I get an email before that. I got an email before that saying skating is not dead with hard work comes in and they show me the numbers that they did over, did over a million dollars. 
Like this, the industry as a whole. No, no, the brand, the skates. Oh, okay. Like selling my skate, my, my signature skate. I got about 30 grand out of a million dollars. Something, something stupid like that. I'm not a finance man, but I'm, but my eyes are, my eyes are wondering. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and, and at this point, everything went to shit. And that's when the movie thing came up. The, um. the, 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 the Alita Battle Angel. Like it, it's funny to go back to the stories. They, uh, I get a, a text from my homegirl, Coco Sanchez. And she's like, Hey, I'm going to this audition tomorrow at the skate park. Blah, blah, blah. She, nobody knows what it is. It was on Facebook's that ad. It's like, you should come. And I'm like, fuck, am I working until six in the morning? But she's like, I really don't have nobody to go with. And it'll mean a lot of you come with me. Bet. All right. So I go with her, go to the skate park. This fucking guy pulls up with a missing eye and a patch. Right. And automatically this guy is the biggest presence in the fucking room. Right. Like I could tell, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's balls are hanging on the floor. Like, who is this guy? And he's literally watching us skate. You, get out of here, you're horrible. You, like like that. Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on, right? And I'm here doing my thing again, right? This is before the Robert thing. So, I make the cut. He sends, he gives us, like, I think there was like eight of us. He gives us a check. It was like $2,000 each for that date. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is how this works. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. He's like, hey, you guys, uh, we'll get your ticket to Texas, you know? So, so yeah, fast forward to what I told you and the whole <laughs> Robert thing. And I'm there for months. I built a relationship with Garrett and a really good guy, really good guy. While we were asking him, I'm like, yo, I'm interested in the patch thing. Sorry. I'm interested yeah, in could, the patch thing. What happened? And he's like, oh, my wife hired a hitman and tried to kill me. I'm like, wait, what? Now I feel fucking crazy for asking him this question. I'm like, and then his partner looked at me like, kind of like, don't. And, and, and for some reason, he wasn't mad at me. He just told me like straight up, like, yeah, knock on the door. Somebody asked me if that was my car. I said, yes. Boom, boom, boom. Shot me in the face. I wake up and I'm in the hospital, you know, <laughs> straight up. And, and I look his story up, look up Gary Warren. And you look up this story, she hired a hitman. You know, this guy's a millionaire and she, I guess she wanted the, the, the money, right? Damn. And, uh, and I remember he invited me after everything was said, then he invited me to Thanksgiving to his house. Now I'm, now I'm going to this guy's house, which is surreal to me, me and my family, my kids, my wife, going to his house um, in, uh, in like the, the, the valley. <laughs> yeah. Right? And uh, I live in Long Beach back then. So going to the valley, I was like, okay, so I'm here and shit. And he saw me, he saw my face. He was like, I wasn't the same part. I was kind of down. And he was like, what's wrong, Frank? And I kind of just like broke down. Not like crying or anything, but I told him like, yo, man, this industry's fucked. Like, I don't know how much longer I can do this, man. Like, I'm just getting played left and right. Like, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can for the industry and I just keep getting played. And he goes, what's going on with your skate sponsor? And I'm like, well, they just, I don't know, they're not taking care of me. And he's like, well, how come you don't make your own shit? It was like, because it's a lot of money, about like 80 grand to start my own thing. And he's like, well, I'll give you 80 grand. And I'm like, what? Fuck no. no, absolutely not. What are you talking about? <laughs> and nobody ever offered me anything like that. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, fuck no. And as I'm sitting in Thanksgiving dinner, I'm eating. I'm like, damn, should I take that offer? Like, what should I do? What should I do? So I call the guy, I, 
right there while he was there, I call Europe. And I'm like, hey man, it's like, to, if I wanted to make my own company, how much would it cost? Told me about like 70 grand, something like that. And, he, and I go, well, what's, what's the, uh, another alternative? And he told me, I can go in half with you, right? And I'll buy half of your stock and you buy half. So let's say if I get a thousand, I'll get a thousand. Minimum's yeah, two thousand. Yeah. And, 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 and cost will be 30,000, right? So I'm like, 30,000 doesn't sound too crazy. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, I just got this. I talked to him and I was like, what's up? Like, I, like would you be, he's like, wrote the check, gave it to me. He goes, pay me whenever you want. And I said, do you want any? He's like, just give me, when you, when you, when you make your shit, just give me four, I think it's no, $5,000 on top of what I gave you. Whenever you want. There's no limit. Just whenever, figure it out. So I remembered it. Like I did that and I started my own company, Gods, G-A-W-D-S. And I, I did the whole Jordan thing. And I remembered selling so many fucking skates. And at this point, I'm not getting $2 to skate no more, my boy. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, shit got real. Shit got, shit got real, real fast. And um, I'm like, and then, and I'm looking at the, I'm like, these motherfuckers were pimping me out. Like, oh, oh, I, I, that's not surprising. I was man. on the streets, like literally like how much type shit. Like, this is crazy. Like they, they were getting these kind of numbers and they were only giving me $2. This is insane. So, I tell the guy, I'm like, yo, you guys are fucking dicks. Like, I can't believe I made all this money and you guys couldn't give me $30 escape or even $100 escape, my boy. Like, this is fucked up. And I remember selling so many fucking skates and, and, and then uh, all, the, all the skate companies that I used to skate for went out of business, you know, went out of business. And I literally like, and right now, even right now, I'm like one of the biggest skate companies right now. Um, thanks to Garrett, he invited me to his, this is, this is what like, wow. Like even now I get, I could get teary eyed for this. Cause he invited me to his fucking, well, his wife invited me to his birthday pres, uh, uh, party, which is in Houdini's castle. Houdini has a castle. He has a castle. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, right? why not? Why right. not? Why, why not? not? He has a castle and they rent it out for people, whatever the hell he had a whole castle and I remember he took, he, first off, when everybody, when he got surprised and he got off, he's like, oh my God, all the people I care about are here. And like, and he was so emotional and there was everybody there, like top dogs, real, real, like high up, like everyone actors, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I remember later on that day, I, uh, I sent, I gave him my, la I gave him the check. I was like, I was like, yo. Boom, paid them off. And he, he cried and he said, yo, ding, ding. <laughs> out of everybody I know, and I know a lot of wealthy motherfuckers, this guy right here, out of fucking countless people that I lent money to or did anything, helped them out, out of countless people, two people ever paid me back, and this is one of them right here, you're gonna go far in places. And I was like, oh God, you know? And I, for me, it was like, I was like, oh, bro, you just, you saved my life type thing. What are you talking about? And, and I understood, I understood it, it could have been very, there's no contract. There's no nothing. It could have been no, very, it could have been anything. It could have been very easy for me to just discard it and, and, and kept it moving. 
you know, and, and, and bro, it's been a blessing. It's been a blessing. Thank God for Garrett. Thank God for Jason. Thank God for everyone that's been in a part of my life and, and built, you know, me to be me, you know, cause wow, bro. Oh, uh, <laughs> this is a, a, just a side note. While I was in the movie, uh-huh. you know, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Come on. What's the girl from a resident evil? Oh, the white chick. The Spanish chick. Oh, the Spanish chick? Yeah. Uh, I know. Who, I do uh, not know uh, her Rodriguez, name. Rodriguez. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yes. Michelle Rodriguez. She, she, big actor. I see her when I was going into Texas. I see her on the plane. Mind you, when you're SAG, they fly, they have to fly you first class. That's a part of the thing. So they fight. They have to. It's a part of the contract. So I'm in first class and I see Michelle. And I'm like, oh shit, she's on the side. Been a big fan for years. I go up to her. I'm like, Michelle. After we get off the plane. I didn't talk to her when we were in the plane. I'm just respecting her. Yeah. Get on the plane. Hey, I didn't want to do this to you, but I really want a picture with you. Took a picture with her. Boom. That was that. Next day, I'm on set, working, blah, 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 blah. And I run into her on set, right? And then she's like, wait, what the fuck? And then I'm like, yo, what up? And then she's like, why do you even tell me you're here for the movie? And then I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to be hey, I'm here for the movie. You know, <laughs> I was like, I was just, I'm a fan. And uh, she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm a role later. She's like, oh, there. And then I showed her. She's like, I used to skate back in the days. And I did this. And I did that. I'm like, I fucking did it. So I'm like, I had extra skates with me. This is my brand now. So I go and I give her a pair. I still have the footage and everything. And she puts him on. And this girl could literally, she knows how to grind and everything. Michelle Rodriguez. and She knows how to grind. Oh, yeah. She, she was talking about grinds and like the skates back in the days and all kinds of shit. I'm like, whoa. So at this point, you know, she plays an avatar. She, you know, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I'm on cloud nine. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? They got even better. Like she posted this whole thing herself on her gram thanking me for like the stuff and like, like just the swag she called like the boxers and all this shit and then I'm just like damn you know like this is this is beautiful bro I'm here now like and now now I'm here I throw a big event FM invitation I'll invite you to it it's Please. gonna be it's gonna be Thank the fourth you. one in Miami and about 2,000 people go and I give away about like $15,000 in cash and uh it's a beautiful thing man it's it's, it's, it's a community of skaters just having fun and influencers and, and just watching that come together and, and, and know that I have something to do with that. Cause especially like me coming from the hood and then giving back to my like city and like where I'm from and, and, and giving opportunities to the next up and coming rollerblader or anybody that wants to be, you know, and, and anything just inspire the youth. That's a beautiful thing. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I have to say, I, I know they're going to be like calling us on the oh, bus yeah. here in a minute. Yeah, it's just not 29. Yeah, but I just have to say this, man. You are the exact rep. You are the exact product of you can't do it alone. And you shouldn't yeah. be trying to do it alone. No. Being humble, walking through and learning how to ask for help, which yeah. is, is definitely a skill that I've had to learn how to do my, yeah. in my yeah. own life. But I think you're living proof of like, you know, if you be kind and you let life happen and you just, you learn how to let people into your life yeah. and allow people to bless you, man, like it's, that's wild, man. Oh, I yeah. love also to do you, just out of curiosity, just popping my head. Do you have pro skaters now on your team on yeah, your own brand? Of course. And then what do you pay them for skates now? So my, so I had only one skater that had a pro skate so far. Okay. <clears throat> and I paid them a hundred dollars to skate. 
that's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I think it's easy for people to get caught in a trap of this, like doing what you did to others. Cause it's like, well, it's easy. And it's the same reason like you paying your guy back, you know, it's like, it's just easy to just go along and not have to, and not really have to worry about paying it for it because You can just be that way. You don't have, you know, in the end of the day, right now, I don't have to do if it's, I'm going to sound arrogant, I guess, uh, but I don't, if I wanted my company to run by myself, I pretty much could. Like I, I skate a lot and I, and I do a lot of stuff, but I don't want, I want to, like I said, I want to create opportunities. I want, the thing is the reason why I think skating in any sport dies is because you kill icons. And because you can't, it, it, there's not going to be a Zeb, you know, that's no. he's Zeb. No, there will never be another Zeb. No. I learned that quickly. No, no. So like if, if it, let's say Zeb right now, if Red Bull or, or his big sponsors wouldn't take care of him, right? What, first of all, what's going to motivate the next person to do something like him when there's no income and he's sad and he's rough he's roughing it out, even though he loves what he's doing, he's super good. There's no, nothing's there. So, and then especially for the, for the athlete, he needs that because he needs to focus on just on what he's doing. And he doesn't have to focus on bills or anything else because he's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's there to, to, to shine a light, like on the sport. And like, it's going to be, a, like I, I was telling my wife, I'm like, yo, Zeb is like a, like, he's like a young, like, like he's like me, but young in a different sport that has an opportunity. Like uh-huh. they really, they, they really looking after this dude. And it's a beautiful thing. When I see that, I'm like, I get, I get emotional. Cause I'm like, wow. Like I, you don't see it a lot. You know no, what I mean? You don't. you don't see it a lot. Not even in the climbing industry. And I know the climbing industry tries. I'm not going to knock and say that they don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm very blessed for the people who sponsor me and take care of me. Right. But I will say that like for a long time, <sighs> climbing industry as a whole is going through growing pains right now. Cause for a long time, it's either like you climb hard or you do this. Now it's like, climb this social justice, this, 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 like climbing is going through an identity crisis yeah. right now. That's how I personally feel it because you know, we can get into this, but simply put, it's the same thing that was in your sport before. There's people who just trying to keep the status quo the way it's always been. Yeah. And it's just like, there's so much pushback at the bottom mm. and it's wild. Yeah, man. man. We got to wrap this up. Cause I know that I don't want them to kill us. Oh yeah. But, yeah. um, if people want to find you, how can they find you? How they, how can they support you and where can they buy your products? Um, if people want to find me, just uh, Google Frankie Morales or just go to Instagram, Frankie Morales. Uh, you'll see me on the little blue check mark. And um, you could follow my, uh, I was going to say Twitter, but I don't have Twitter anymore. You can follow my TikTok if it's still around. <laughs> um, and as far as the brand, just uh, go to G A W D S dot shop. So gods dot shop, and you can find the product right there. Bet. Yeah. All right, my guy. Thank you for being on the show. Of course. And I look forward I, to hanging out with you in Miami. Let's get in. I appreciate you having me. Anytime. Yes. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Frankie Morales. I'll be honest with you. I think he embodies sins and suffers. I mean, the man went through it and is now on the top of his game at his game. And that honestly, I don't know. I love to see it. You know, I, uh, if you've been following me on social media, I have been uh, sick with a fever, kind of the flu thing for a few days. And 
you get on that documentary train and you see how the world is just run by people who don't give a shit about anybody else. And the fact of the matter that this man is giving back in a way that matters and trying to make sure his industry and his community still grows moves mountains for me. And so I'm a big fan. Remember, if you're not suffering, you got to ask yourself, is the sin really worth it at all? Frankie suffered. That's no joke. But goddamn, check out his sin. Yeah. Oh, right, I'm out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>